Hello, everyone. Um, this is the bonus episode or our first bonus episode of the Insportant Teacher podcast that um, no one wants to have. And however, we think we need to talk about what happened this week uh, mm-hmm. in regards to the shooting that occurred in Texas, United States, our neighbors to the south at uh, the Robb Elementary School. That saw 21 people killed in a shooting, school shooting, another school shooting. And we've understood mm-hmm. today that uh, a 22nd uh, victim is has now been reported with the husband of um, Ms. Garcia dying of a heart attack. And I think we oh, have to consider boy. that the 22nd victim of this shooting. Mm-hmm. Um this is not something as Canadians from the province of Quebec, this is not something um, we're looking at our neighbors to the South and uh, in, in judgment of them. uh, We've had our own shootings here in Quebec. We've had in 1989, the Ecole Polytechnic massacre. Uh, We've had the Concordia university massacre in 1992 and then we had the Dawson shooting uh, in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as a group of people in education, uh, this requires us to take a moment, um, put aside the levity, obviously, and have a conversation about something that affects our profession, affects our place of work, um, affects all of the wonderful children and students that we have worked with or continue to work with. And um, rather than talking heads uh, in, in the news media or spineless politicians talking about this, uh, I think it's really something uh, that needs to be talked about by educators and quite frankly, by students as well. So we have our regular crew. Uh, we have David here with us. Yep. Hello. We have Christine with us, of course, who grew up in the United States. Hello. And we have our wonderful Farah Roxanne, who does have a background in psychology and is uh, right now doing her graduate studies on uh, anti-bullying. And we also have um, a guest on the podcast, and it is Laura Fernandez. Um, I will give a brief introduction uh, to Laura, uh, because she'll probably not give herself a high enough (laughs) introduction uh, and say enough good things about her. She is is right now studying to become a teacher. Um, She is also from Texas herself. She's studying here in Canada. She's a dual citizen. Um, she's part of the Latinx community in Texas as well. Uh, no, we don't have her on here because she's our uh, Texas Mexican um, <laughs> representative. Uh, we actually have her on here because this is a conversation that Laura and I have had in the past. Yeah, We have talked about school shootings uh, in the past. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know if I should say I tricked uh, Laura into watching the animation on Netflix from yes. 2020 of If Anything Happens, I Love You. 
I actually um, watched that the other day, and yeah. I was like, "This is no, it's yeah, yeah, yeah." It, it's it's awful, but this, I mean, it's awful. I, it's hard to find words, um, but I think it's something that we do need to uh, talk about um, from the start. I I think we. You know, I, I would love to just read the names of the 22 uh, people who were killed. It's uh, they deserve that. Um, you know, I don't have the names in front of me. Um, I can um, I can get them if you would like. We can we can put that at the end, actually. Perhaps Laura, yeah. I think I think it deserves to be said at the end. I think their names deserve deserve to be said. I I don't believe in this thing of of like you know don't talk about the shooter don't mention the shooter i i think that, mm-hmm. that works to the advantage of people who uh want to avoid what the root causes are for this problem yeah um let's admit that uh, overwhelmingly if not exclusively all spree shooters all spree killers are men we are mm-hmm. now seeing increasingly that it's crossing uh the race barriers however it used to be uh white men exclusively yep uh, yep. But now we're seeing it's 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 crossing race barriers, uh, but they are all men. Spree shooters, spree killers are are typically men. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to That's... bring this to a point of uh, point of conversation. I, I already know, and uh, Laura is more attuned to this than uh, than we are. Uh, I think because politically in Canada, we're allowed to speak to things actually more freely than they are in the United States, uh, which is all about, you know, freedom. Um, hmm. But we're already yeah. seeing right now the very conservative response of how can you turn this into a political issue? Political issue. Absolutely. And what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? If this isn't political, what is? Yeah. What it's, the fuck? I mean, it. it's always the same cycle. You know, it's... There's a mass shooting, and then there's like a media extravaganza, right? All the media, and then yeah. there's thoughts, prayers, yeah. social mm-hmm. media, gun activists come out, you know, and then, and then nothing actually gets done, and yeah. it's back to normal, back to school, back to normal, and then it just happens over again because yeah. there's commitments that are made, and there's promises that are made that never get fulfilled, and they're empty mm-hmm. promises and they're broken promises. You know. you know, what I find interesting is that now added to that cycle is there's a step of people complaining about the thoughts and prayers people. Yeah. Also, nothing comes from that. But right. yeah. there are it's like, insert that, this complaint. There, there are people are actually now complaining about the thoughts and prayers people. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, it's out yeah. there. Usually is sarcastic and with a like a tinge of powerlessness to it and frustration. Mm-hmm. And But I've seen like with this event a few times now where the, the complaint thoughts and prayers aren't enough thoughts and prayers aren't enough that that is part of the discussion too discussion it's not a discussion that's oh, part of the cycle and then things drop out so it, it's hard because you know laura can can speak to this um to the community um in uh is it pronounced uh, uh, how's it pronounced Uvaldi? Uvaldi? Uvaldi. it's pronounced like that Uvaldi. Okay, uh, you know, I'm I'm the the community being um I would would it be fair to say that there's a high uh, percentage of people of Mexican origin there? I would say so. It's one it's so close to San Antonio. 
Um, It's about 90 miles south or 90 miles out of San Antonio. Um, And most of the victims do have. Yes, they do. What looks like Hispanic uh, descent names like Garza, Garcia. Yeah, And looking at all um, their beautiful faces, too. You can see it in the beautiful faces as well. The majority of them. And it's sad because now it's like, was it? I don't even know if it was a race thing, but it's just so sad because these were children. They well, I, it, it looks like it, it, like the shooter. It was a proximity thing more than anything else, because yeah. the yeah. shooter himself is also from uh, Latinx background, Latin descent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I know that that is typically a fairly religious community. Um, very. Yeah, and uh, thank you for saying very for me. So yeah, I mean thoughts and prayers. I mean, what 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 person doesn't want those thoughts and prayers? But I mean, you know, my as my last child is exiting high school, and, and we know that university is not a well. Actually, it is a little safer place than it seems to be. Elementary schools are and high schools, uh, which is sad. Which, which is, is a sad. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. But yeah, I mean. I wouldn't want anyone in a position of authority to focus on um, thoughts and prayers. I think mm-hmm. I think what it is is easy online activism or easy yeah. online. I don't even know if activism is the right word for that, but just it's it's something easy to say, and then nothing yeah. gets done from it. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And yeah. even I mean, even before online, like it's. It's been how many years? 23 years since Columbine mm-hmm. and not one, not one single fucking law against yeah. gun safety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's Columbine, Sandy Hook, Santa Fe, you know, Parkland, Oxford, and now, you know, this elementary school in Uvalde. And it's 24 within the year, 27 within yeah. this year alone wow. at schools cool. and 212 in the year in the year of 2022 there's been 144 days yeah there's been more shootings than days yeah. in the year Jesus. 2022 well laura <laughs> thank you for being an informed guest <laughs> yeah. yeah no i i, I the, the numbers to yeah. me um it's it's, it's just cra- it's, it's, it's crazy. overwhelming it's unfathomable yeah it is me. overwhelming and the the again the stupidity that you hear from so-called leaders right uh, oh you, you, you don't have, even get me don't even get me oh, i want to i want to get you started on it because I, I i don't understand if you know if anyone's been through a teacher strike before um what are we what are we typically striking for we're striking for increased pay right yeah. If this isn't a strike issue, I don't know what a strike issue is. Absolutely. Safety for yourself, for your colleagues, for your children that are there. People are saying now, too, like in response, some people are saying, oh, teachers should have to carry guns now when they go into Mm. schools. Oh, teachers should get a $500 raise if they choose to carry a gun. Like, what? How is this a response? there, There was an armed guard there. Yeah. There was a police officer there, who's armed. There are in these schools. That doesn't make a difference. It's yeah. that's not the it's point. The assault, assault rifles. Are, that's it. Yeah. Shouldn't be are, in the hands they, of an eighteen-year-old. Why year are old, they in that? Why, alone. He bought these legally. 
Yeah. He bought these yeah. legally mm-hmm. on With his 18th no birthday. No license, no waiting period. Just that's what Texas is right now. You've got to get rid of this governor. And, it's, and for all. It's, it's the fact that they turn to... It's mental health because mental health is the easy mm. way out. Of course. Because- it is a problem don't get me wrong mental health is a problem absolutely not only in the united states everywhere it's a big that's not an excuse but that's not the excuse that they need to use so i just want i just yeah i just want to point something out to to the listeners normally i complain about christine and david uh banging the table but i'm not going to stop laura from banging the table this is her she's doing she's doing it on purpose yeah i'm not trying to do no no no. i'm not i'm not gonna stop uh latina from texas from uh (laughs) banging the table today she can bang the table all she wants to i'm not making noise i'm just doing it like silently so well then you should bang the table then more do it louder yeah you got you got got free reign to bang the table today uh, you know, the the latest thing that I saw, uh, and I'm looking, the thing is, I'm not hyper focusing on this. I should be, but mm. it's almost like I'm, I'm, be, I'm, you know, you become overwhelmed by it that, you know, yeah. what, what, what is the, what are the real differences between this shooting and the other shooting? There aren't any real big differences. Mm-hmm. And now I'm hearing that, you know, uh, they want to have answers that if a door was unlocked and if you get through an unlocked door, fucking unlocked doors are not the problem. No. no. The, the problem no. is 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 not an unlocked door. A, it's not a broken window. That's not the exactly. problem. Yeah. Exactly. No, a hmm. a high school senior should not have PTSD at such right. a young age. What do you mean? Oh, you mean about the uh, the victims, victims who, who saw it? Victims who, saw who it. Yes. survived yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. who, you know, to run out of a building. And there was, I heard a story from um, one of the on-site officers whose daughter actually passed away yeah, in yeah. the attack and in the, the mass shooting. It was, a, but he said that a little girl ran out and she said, they shot my best friend. And when he heard his daughter's name, it broke him completely. And mm-hmm. to to be on the scene like that, to see no your words. best friend, you know, get if if I re- if I remember correctly, like at a, when the Ecole Polytechnique uh, massacre happened in '89 yeah. here in Montreal, um, the same thing happened with a police officer who showed up, and he was a detective, I think, actually. And then discovered at the site that his daughter, he knew his daughter went to the school and it was an engineering school um, and found and you know, found his his daughter had been had been killed. I wonder why there's not more voices from the police as well, yeah. uh, who clearly should not want people to have yeah. access to to guns i mean yes yeah not that i'm a great big fan of the existing structures of policing and mm. you know in the united states or in canada but i mean yeah. surely they can unify with teachers unions and say that this this is something worth striking about um Absolutely. and you know it it just I don't know if you saw the interaction between uh, Abbott, who is the governor, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And uh, and and yeah, and O'Rourke, uh, yeah, yeah. Who uh, who um, said this is on you? This yeah. is on you, exactly, and then, exactly. And then, and then you see like a, a stage full mm-hmm. of like 
predominantly white w- all men, <laughs> predominantly yeah. white, white men, you know, and and then some of them in a typical like you know uh, sheriff outfit that we're so used to seeing yeah. from the south, the cowboy hat, yeah, the cowboy yeah. hats and everything, the brown, the khaki uh, brown, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, really just full of like, you know, machismo up there and, yeah. and saying mm-hmm. like, you should, you should be ashamed of yourself, you know? How, how can you turn this into something how are you political? Like this. It's, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just, I don't, I don't know how to, um, well, <laughs> like, I don't know how to foster in Americans that you're not living in freedom. Mm hmm. Your your Parents, access your access I, to large corporations pro, pro you know produce does not make you free. Yeah, and parents shouldn't be shouldn't be scared to send their kids to school. And there's so many parents and so many students that are like, "Oh, are we going to have a lockdown today? Are we mm-hmm. going to have an emergency drill today? Is it real? Is it a real drill?" You know, yeah. because yeah. because lockdowns happen so consistently that, you know, when a school does go into lockdown, it's just another lockdown. But then you hear a bang where you hear, mm. you hear yeah, footsteps I... and it's it, it kicks in. And, you know, it, I I was so grateful to never be put in that situation. But I think I think the school that one of our sister schools actually in um in Texas, Robert Vela High School, I think there was a threat made about that school, that somebody was going to shoot up that school, and or that there was somebody with a gun in that school. And those were my friends. You know, I had friends that went there. And, and I think even at our school, there was a couple threats that happened. And it's so scary when you're put in that situation. And as a kindergartner, having to do a lockdown is so traumatizing because you're thinking, oh, I'm never going to see my mom again. I'm never going to see my dogs again because I was that kid. I, the first time we had a lockdown, I cried. I held my friend's hand and I cried and our teacher said, it's okay. It's okay. But they come to bang on the doors and make sure that they're Mm -hmm. locked. So that's scary for a kindergartner. Yeah. 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 You know, and I, I was so scared in that moment that I was like, is this real? It's, Mm -hmm. it's very mind. It it fucks with your mind a lot. And again, they're saying it's not political. I I don't know if Christine, this may have been your generation in the States that used to have to do the, the duck and cover drills. Uh, You know, was that, that was your generation? Yeah, we did. We we did. For for, for nuclear attacks. Yeah. So you see, you have in the curriculum, the kids have to hide under desks. When yep. a nuclear bomb is about to uh, about to drop on them, but they say that schools shouldn't be political in any kind of way. You know that that somehow politics, you know, are, are not a part of uh, of education. Come on, it's insane. Come on, and it, it's it's crazy to me that there was a shooting in Buffalo ten days, ten yeah. ten oh. days before, yeah. and that that wasn't heard about until now you know and even that there was a 911 call operator that hung up on somebody in the store 
Yeah. And you know, they couldn't get the cops there. Oh, Laura, fast. if we if that Laura, if we start if we start minutes. talking about shootings then in you know, in Canada and Quebec then, you know, <laughs> that are outside of school in, you know, in Canada, then we can we can start talking about like non school shootings. In the States yeah. we were gonna like expand that by I don't know, by a hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I I mean, but it's like ten days, you know, it's that's that's a like a week pretty much. Plus, no one wants to have real conversations about it, right? If they want to keep yeah. saying it's not political, it's just going to keep happening. It's awful to say, but yeah. like nothing is going to change if <laughs> if nothing changes. If people just want to say like mm-hmm. thoughts and prayers, and people who are pro gun want That's to cycle. just add but at what more point, guns. <laughs> at what point is that statement is going to keep happening? Also, in the past, it has been keep happening. It's it's kept happening yeah. for a while now. That that whole like it's going to keep happening, and then maybe someday someone will wake up. No, that's not that narrative. I think is like long out the window. That possibility, yeah. because if it were to, it would have. Can you, so can you what, can you expand on that? Can David? I explain? That? Yeah. So the the whole idea that like oh um, at a certain point people are all going to be on the same side and wake up to this. If that were going to happen to like this being a, a horrible thing and something that can be that is easily preventable with the way that we know is get rid of those assault rifles. Yeah. If that were going to happen, it would have happened by now. There, like that bar can't be, Oh, you need X uh, amount. You need 500 yeah, in a okay. hundred days. That tipping point doesn't yeah. exist. If it hasn't already right. tipped, it doesn't right. exist. So one of the big issues here for, in the United States um when we're speaking about these these shootings is the overwhelming power that the NRA has mm-hmm. in the United States, right? Very National true. Rifle Association. Rifle Association. Uh, it's it's big lobby money. It's it's mm-hmm. it's huge, right? So um but lawmakers, especially um you know federal that can um that can strike down state laws that mandate that you know uh what is it uh carry guns uh, openly carry guns they have to do something it has to well it 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 comes to a point to where it's like are guns more important than human lives well these are these are these are guns that are designed for one thing and one thing alone is for killing human beings exactly it's it's not it's not to go duck hunting it's not for pheasant hunting it's not for deer hunting it's not to kill a rhino it's it's not to kill an exotic animal that's that's you know nearing uh extinction it's for killing humans yes and 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 i i think i've one of the things that is is just becoming clearer and clearer to me as I officially hit my mid fifties and I'm turning 55 and in, uh, in two months is that there are so many adults that lack wisdom. Mm-hmm. They just, they lack wisdom and they lack care. I I've mentioned on this podcast before that my dad was in the military and he was a combat veteran and he was disabled. And um, I grew up in a house with guns everywhere. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> They were, they were everywhere. They were behind doors. None of them were loaded. They were behind doors. They were in closets. We we had a we had a cupboard in our basement, and if you opened it up too quickly, shells would roll out of it. There were so many. Oh. Yeah, no, it's my just, my dad had so many guns. Yeah, there, he the, has so many guns. And there, there was one everywhere. There, yeah, there was one, only one gun that he had, which was clearly for killing people. 
I have a vague memory of it. It was a handgun. And when I was six, our house was broken into. And it was one of the things stolen by the burglars. And my dad later in life would say, well, pretty damn quickly, he said that it was the one thing that always haunted him was that that handgun was was stolen and there was only one thing that handgun was going to get used for. Yeah. When, you know, and he taught us like, uh, you know, not about gun safety. He more taught us of like, if you touch my guns, I'll break your fingers. It was more like that kind of thing. Uh, But it was only when Pharaoh Roxanne was born that um, he suddenly had a different view of the guns in the house and he just got rid of all of them in just one swoop boom they were all gone you know just because you know he saw this grandchild and was like i don't want anything to happen to this grandchild he obviously didn't care about my my brother and my sister and myself (laughs) the same way he did about her but but he he had he had like his as he aged his level of wisdom and care increased yeah a- and, and this this wasn't a man who you know had a he was a security guard mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i'm not seeing that in these politicians at all oh, no. in these leaders i don't see any care you know or no, pray no. for them no no that's, that's not care. They're, that's they're not enough that's not enough because they don't want to get rid of way, anything they, 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 want to do nothing. Money. Exactly. they care about their guns too much yeah, you know, exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. It's it's sociopathic. It, it might, is. Like, it is. Yeah. You know. It is. There's yeah. also the Second Amendment to if you know the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution. Yeah. It, the right to bear arms. What what they don't understand is that this that was written hundreds of years ago <laughs> when the United States, <laughs> you know, was just building as a country, and they had reasons to have that in the yeah, Second natives. Amendment. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, but now it's now it's totally different. But it's just. But, it was, but even Christine, that was racist in itself that they wanted to have the right, the right to bear yeah. arms. No, of course. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it wasn't. Of course, it was. But yeah, there was something. There was something different about the fact that they were they wanted to protect the land that they had stolen well all that you you can talk about that and to steal more and steal more until we're blue in the face i understand that but today <laughs> it's not the same thing but see these nra members that's what they hold on to the mm-hmm. second amendment you know and the right to bear arms so well, there's there's a difference between like you know wanting to have want to defend yourself because that's of course i i mean that's understandable but those guns that are legally regulated that are legally bought are used for nothing but to murder people exactly in this it's in the state of texas laura (laughs) i i'm ashamed there there is there is something that i was told by by a police officer he was a detective actually um Mm -hmm. that that i played hockey with and he said that the, if you really wanted to have something, a gun to protect you, he said the universal sound that everybody knows is the cha-chink sound of a shotgun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That if, yeah. if anyone hears that sound, they're like, yeah. this person has a gun. It's a shotgun. I'm getting out of mm-hmm. here. 
Yeah. That's a far cry from the kinds of mass killing automatic, semi-automatic guns that seem to be yeah. so readily available. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a huge, huge jump. And and I and I've heard asshole politicians right now and that and and gun supporters saying like, oh, if you I think it may be even Ted Cruz. I'm in Canada. I don't care if he sues me or doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it may have been Ted Cruz who said, who said like, um, you know, if it wasn't a gun, he would have used something else. What? Like what? Yeah. What? Like what? Poison darts? What? Super easy. <laughs> like what? What? A boomerang? What? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, a boomerang like, lobby is huge. In this <laughs> <case>. <laughs> it, it makes it makes no sense. Uh, you no, know, as as somebody not. who worked with children. Mm-hmm. If, if I had to face somebody with a knife or somebody with someone with a semi-automatic gun, I, mm. I give me the knife any day. I, I know no, that, yeah, it, it's that it, it just, it just, it's illogical yeah. to say that it's the same thing. You're right, Roxy. It's not comparable. <laughs> no, it's a bad faith statement. It's yeah. just no, bullshit. To, but of course it? it's illogical. Nasty. I mean, but he's going to get all the people who want to keep guns on his side. Yeah. They don't care that it's illogical. They just want to keep their guns. Like that's it. Well, wait until the door lock industry finds out that they're at fault and that their oh, you know uh, their, their lock didn't. It, their uh, locks you know, aren't good enough. Their, their locks aren't. What is it? The Wiser Company or something like that? You know, <laughs> they're going to find out that they're at fault, and the, the lock group will, will will become like you know. Ugh. So what are schools going to turn into? It's, then? Yeah, if that's the Can't question, make jokes. a prison. Like, like is what? that is that the next step? Like, mm-hmm. so here's I, here's the thing that I know that Laura has. We've talked about this in the past. Um, I know that it's a conversation that is a taboo conversation all the time. Uh, I think it's important here. Even uh, well, God, now in Quebec, I don't know. I don't remember what the name. What is the name, new new bill that they have? Uh, bill ninety six. Yeah, Bill ninety six. Yeah, yeah, that now has uh, in Quebec. It's a new protect the French language law in Quebec, which is now going to restrict health access to non-Francophones, mm-hmm. right? That includes mental health uh, yeah. access to non-Francophones that, you know, but it's not political, right? Not at all. And, and it's not to suppress. Yeah. It's not to suppress. And, and now you're going to have, uh, first of all, Francophones are so scared of Anglophones anyway, and yeah. allophones. Now they're not going to have yeah. access to like mental health. Mental health. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> That'll that solve should, the problem. That should frighten them to, to give better. like to give better access mm-hmm. to mental health. That'll make things so much better. Uh, but but no one, I think, wants to have this conversation. Obviously, Farah Roxanne uh, does, and Laura does. Not. I'm not saying that David and Christine don't want to have this conversation, but um, it's already come out that clearly this was a person. And I'm, and I'm not naming the person because I, I just, because I don't want to, I just don't remember the person's name, the 18 year old's name. Um, but he clearly had mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Clear, he clearly, clearly, clearly had mental health issues. And I think 18. also that it came out that he was bullied as well. Yeah. Which always comes out after. Of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's always the excuse, but the, it doesn't solve anything. It doesn't, we can say it. But where does it get us? Well, what we I mean, this action, right? Well, I don't know if it's yeah. an excuse. I, I think, I, I, think that, yeah. I think it just it goes to show also, and I'm not giving anyone an excuse at all, but mm-hmm. I think it goes to show how far 
things go, you know, in high schools or elementary schools, how little help these kids have. And then he had legal access to a gun at 18. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But every one of them, even, even that guy that last year that was, that was found not guilty for having killed, you know, someone, I forget who's this young man. Yeah. The, Um, uh, the, the uh, Antifa activists, the villains, Mm -hmm. the villains of United States, the Um, anti-fascists, the worst people on the face of the earth because they don't like fascists. (laughs) They all have mental health issues. All of them, every single one of them. When you go into a crowded, you know, crowded place and you're carrying an assault rifle you've got to be there's something out of your wrong rock there's something wrong rocker you know yeah um, for, right, for there, there's, there's sorry sorry laura go ahead no it's it's just crazy no, i mean sorry me. laura i want to talk over you is what i want to say i'm sorry go <laughs> go ahead. no go ahead no. um speaking about bullying yeah. <laughs> like, for for an 18 year old i'm for people who don't i'm 19 for someone who's one year Baby. younger to, than me uh, Okay, well, that's another conversation. <laughs> but for someone who's like one year younger than me, yeah, yeah. and it's it's crazy that that they can be driven to that point, and mm. there has to be something um, that that is mentally and emotionally wrong with them that they're not or they're afraid to seek out. You know, well, my help. my question too is if he's only right there like he's only 18 yeah and no one saw this like there was right. no yeah. signs there was no one at sure school. There, there was no one at home yeah. there was you know well here's here's the point that age doesn't make a difference because i'm i'm looking at somebody like laura who i've now known for uh two years three years three years, years. Three two, years. two three so like so you were 17 i think when you first came to university yeah and already you were a very very um wise uh you were you know you had a great deal of introspection you um you were caring i'm not saying it in the past tense like you weren't anymore but but you you, you demonstrated the kind of maturity that if you know you said um i have access to a handgun at 18 i would say okay she's probably got a good reason for it Right. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a stupid reason. I don't agree with it. I don't I don't like that. You know, uh, you're in a situation where you have it. But that but... number of 18 and pretending like suddenly. That magically means that you can get a gun when in the States, you can't get a beer at 18. Until you're you exactly 21. Yep. You couldn't even celebrate getting the guns. You can kill people, but you can't drink. You can kill people, but yeah. no, no alcohol for you. No, you're Sorry. right. In the states, yeah. like many other countries, you can join the military at 17, and you can kill people. Yeah. You know, with with a parent's signature. I don't even know if you need a parent's signature anymore at yeah. 17. And uh, no, these rules are nonsense. There's, yeah. there's no rhyme or reason to any of these. It's 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 just you know I like when I was in high school, I wasn't the most popular and. But it, it it took me kind of going to someone and asking for help and knowing what resources are out there and and what help I can get and being able to talk through it. Some people bottle it up 
you know, and then they, yeah. they just fucking explode and well, yeah, we don't, they take we... themselves with them, you know, with like, they take people with them and it's stupid. It's, it's insane. It's completely uncalled for. It's, it's it's sadistic in my opinion um, uh, christine you know yeah. you 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 made mention of of the mental health aspect of it mm-hmm. and i know that in your past you've had trauma um i've had trauma in my past um and we respond all of us respond to trauma in in different ways mm-hmm. um it's not an excuse to become a spree killer in many ways, but I think that, oh God, I'm going to use the term, uh, but I'm not re- not using it in regard to race. Okay. <laughs> but some of us have a greater deal of resiliency than others. Mm-hmm. Some of us have a greater deal of uh, support than others. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I'm curious, <laughs> Roxy, and, uh, you know, in your, in your research that you're doing, um, what are, the effects and I, I don't like this is I'm not asking you to write a paper here or anything like that but, but what, <laughs> what what are the like what are the effects of of bullying in school in schools like what what are you seeing or reading about that oh I mean there's such a wide variety as well like you said of how people respond I know like in some cases so on one side of the spectrum kids can become really highly anxious, really highly uh, antisocial, insecure. But I know on the other side, there are people that respond and they're labeled as um, bully victims. And so they respond by lashing out because they get pushed to a point where they hit this limit and decide that all they can do is lash out. And I think that's where this comes from. But then unfortunately, the victims of their own lashing out is it's awful. It's horrible. And it's, I feel, I don't want to give excuses at all to someone who doesn't act like this because it is a horrible act. But I also feel terrible knowing that there are so many kids and teens who get pushed to this point and just have absolutely no resources or adults around them that could have stopped them before it reached to this point at all. Yeah. If there's a thread to follow, then why is, why is that thread consistently being pulled all the way to the edge? Yeah. Absolutely. I think as adults, we're all responsible and accountable to look out for, for our kids, you know, whether we're teachers or parents or neighbors for that matter, if something's wrong, if you see something, some kind of behavior that, you know, that's just not right. You have to report it. You have to do something about it. Right. But, no, there's, but there's we're been, a highly, sorry, sorry, Laura, go ahead. No, like there's been multiple instances where behavior has been off and behavior, especially with um, the two coal mine shooters. Um, there was about a year where mm-hmm. they were just showing signs mm-hmm. of, violence and you know eric one of the uh, murderers said he's like i I just want to kill people you know and he had a notebook and he had Mm -hmm. so many things that you think we would have learned by now laura right yeah and it's it's his parents didn't know they said they didn't know and 
you think you would notice something like that, yeah. some behavior like that. And you, you could talk to them and you could ask them, but. Cause it doesn't come out of nowhere. Right? It does like it. It's, it's time. Happened. Oh, it's over a, a long period of time. You know, yeah. it's. And, and that's the other thing is that I, I can't imagine what this, you know, this ch- child, I'm going to call him a child because 18 is still very young to me. Um, his parents, what they must be going through, right? Like, oh, what did we do wrong? Why didn't we yeah. see the the signs? And oh, I just well, no one, even, even if they did see the signs, who listens? There, there's no services. There's barely right? any services. No. And, and and Christine, I think you're you're bang on right. You know, we we live in such a uh, like a, a faux um individual freedom kind of society in united states and in and in uh, canada where where we we pretend again once again that we have all these freedoms i mean we're getting to the point now where we're just selfish more than anything else and that we don't find out what our what our neighbors you know how our neighbors are doing you know i i can't remember the name of that that beautiful poem that maya angelou wrote um that that you know basically talked about the need to say good morning and how are you to to mm-hmm. to everybody i i know for myself like it's um, without one one of my neighbors for the last little while um had um some police cars coming to uh to their house and mm-hmm. um I, had, I said okay i can't be a hypocrite i got i didn't want to i gotta mm-hmm. go over and just say how are you like yeah. what what's what's going on yeah. And then I did it and and finally found out what was going on and said, okay, if you need my help, I'm here. But it was hard. Like, I really felt yeah. like I was infringing mm-hmm. on her. Well, because that's the culture here. That's yeah. the society. Like, I, I don't even know if, I don't think I would have done it at all. She I think thankful. it's so easy. She was thankful, you yeah. know? I think it's really easy to put your head down and just yeah. go on with your Carry own. On. Yeah. Not my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and not, you do you do a little bit feel business. like it's rude, right? Yeah. Like if you go over and then you feel like you're infringing on their privacy, right? I think I think that's been like built in our, you know, society. Mind your own business. You know, mind your own business. Keep to yourself. Keep your head down. Well, and yeah. it's it's sad. It's it's really sad. I sense I sense the the reticence in in both Laura and Roxy when I ask about mental health. Because you're afraid, you're afraid to talk about it. And I think that, you know, God forbid, forbid, you know, knock on wood and, and, uh, you know, and, and I'm thankful to, to God and everybody and everything that I never had to go through something like this. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the kind of person that would say now it's time to talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. If anything had happened like this to my children, but I would hope that there would be other people who were wiser than than I am, more mature at the moment than I would be, who would say, no, this is something that we need to talk about. This is something that we need to address. Yeah. David, you're you're I know you're not in the classroom right now, but no, but what what are your what are your thoughts uh, as somebody who is closer to being in the elementary school classroom than any of us are right right now? Yeah. um, I mean, whether you're in the class and have been through a lockdown drill as a teacher, or you've never been anywhere near that, like, I feel like the thoughts are the same. Like, this is just 
extremely fucked up and like i'm tired of of people dancing around the solution as if like could be a million different things i i saw someone had posted something about uh you know if there were stronger father figures in these people's lives then it would it would mean like it's it's just there's just too much bs um my experience with lockdowns was it was it was scary as as the teacher in the class and it was a, it was a drill but i had to to navigate and uh, think like okay, what is the best space what what does this look like what how am i protecting these kids and it's all like we were warned warned in advance but nonetheless you you can't help but visualize the reality and it it's it's terrifying and i don't think a gun in my hand would have changed that thought no exactly i've been through those drills too you know in secondary school and publics and, and private schools once a year we all did it you know hiding behind the door or you know away from the glass and boom 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 just like laura had had you know i, I mean that's disturbing that's disturbing that we live in a world now you know that this is normalized that it's actually necessary, right? To have to drills. To us, yeah, to have yeah. drills to keep our students and ourselves, you know, uh, falsely um, secure, a right. sense of... So again, security. again, we go back to let's blame the locks on the door or the person who locks yeah. the door, as opposed to the multinational industry that has, uh, that, that produces weapons that kill human beings and that they have powerful lobby groups that give money Mm -hmm. to politicians but also from that benefit they're benefiting Uh, the idea of like put more guns in schools is a benefit to them it's a benefit turning everything but it's it's turning it's it's, it's selling more it it means it means the industry is succeeding more in that circumstance like how fucked up it's a it's a death it's just it's just a fucking death industry yes. and there's nothing else to say to, about that yeah, yeah. honestly I, th- I thought the simpsons actually took care of this when homer got a handgun and he was using the gun to do everything from open up beer cans <laughs> to turn on lights <laughs> that after a while you yeah. know people would say you know we, we we've homer explained it it's a bad idea don't be a homer simpson okay you know, people watch it and they were like that is a good that's idea. a good idea that's <laughs> that would be perfect uh, okay, as we wrap up, uh, we yeah. just ask Laura to take a look at the names of the victims. Uh, she'll be better than I will be at giving um, voice the respect and voice to the names that are there. This is uh, this is her state. This is her community. Um, I, I would just like to say to listeners, if you know, I'm pretty sure 100 percent of the listeners who listen to the insubordinate teacher um have listened to this podcast just to go like yeah uh, but if you have anybody in your life who's arguing with you sit them down in front of netflix turn on um the the the, uh, the animation of if anything happens i love you um and and then see <laughs> if their perception has changed at all um if it hasn't changed I don't know what to say. <laughs> I really, I don't know what to say. Laura, my dear, um, you're a great, great human being. You know, I have, uh, we all have just the utmost amount of respect for you. Um, I'm so happy to have you in my life. I'm so sorry that we've had these conversations in the past and I'm sure we're going to have these conversations again. Um, They're important. You, They're yeah. important conversations. If you yeah. could read out the names, please. 
that's the I think it's the only way to end this episode um so 19 children and two teachers were killed by Salvador Ramos an 18 year old gunman um including Alicia Ramirez my apologies if I butcher any of the names Mm. Alicia Ramirez cousins Jackie Casares and Annabelle Rodriguez both were 10 Eva Mireles, Mireles, who was a teacher. Uzziah Garcia, eight. Javier Lopez, ten. Amarillo Garza, ten. Irma Garza. Alexandria Lexi Rubio. Tess Marie Mata, Mady Rodriguez, Nevea Bravo, Ellie Lugo, Rogio Torres, 10, Jose Flores Jr., Eliana Cruz Torres, 10, Cousins Jace Carmelo. Nuevianos, 10, and Jahia Nicole Silguerio, 10. And McKenna Lee Elroyd, Le- uh, Leia Salazar, Miranda Matis, and those are all of the students and teachers that were tragically murdered. Thank you, Laura. Much love to you. Much love to the mm-hmm. families, victims, of course. And make it political. Make changes. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank, Thank you, Laura. Bye.